U.S. imperialism's militarization of Taiwan. Continued attempts to use the island province as a battering ram against China must be vigorously opposed. Taiwan's people are being asked to pay for the privilege of seeing their home become one of the world's most dangerous flashpoints and its people groomed for the role of yet another proxy army in the service of US monopoly profits. Washington is continuing to escalate tensions with China as part of its new Cold War, with last month the deployment of 200 additional troops to Taiwan. According to unnamed US officials, the soldiers will be tasked with training Taiwan's armed forces against, quote, a rising threat from China, end quote. The Pentagon would not be drawn on the issue, but has told the Wall Street Journal that Washington's, quote, commitment to Taiwan is rock solid, end quote. Pentagon's top China official visits Taiwan by Dmitry Sevastopoulou, Financial Times, 17th of February 2017. Quote, we don't have a comment on specific operations, engagements or training, but I would highlight that our support for and defence relationship with Taiwan remains aligned against the current threat posed by the People's Republic of China, end quote. Pentagon Army Lieutenant Colonel Marty Maynard said in a statement. The USA claims to have just 23 soldiers stationed on the island, but in 2021, military sources revealed that dozens of special operations forces had been secretly training Taiwanese troops since 2020. Taiwan will resume its one-year compulsory service period in 2024 and plans to adopt the combat training programs proposed by the US military to counter the Chinese People's Liberation Army. Geostrategic Significance of Taiwan Washington views China as its principal threat, with CIA Director William Burns describing the country as, quote, the most important geopolitical threat we face in the 21st century, end quote. The US spy agency announced the formation of a new China mission center in 2021, closing its mission centers on Iran and North Korea to concentrate its focus on Beijing. Speaking at the Senate Intelligence Committee as part of the panel's annual hearing on worldwide threats in March, Director of National Intelligence Avril Haines described China as the, quote, most consequential threat, end quote, to US national security. Washington fears Beijing's deepening relationship with Russia and the newly emerging de-dollarization coalition, which is seeing more countries seeking to join the BRICS alliance, and the Shanghai Cooperation Organization, with discussion of trade in local currencies well underway. Taiwan is seen as crucial, since the USA undermines China using the usual caveat of supporting democracy. Despite claiming to be committed to the One China policy that recognizes Beijing's sovereignty over Taiwan, US actions consistently work to sow instability. The Taiwan Policy Act, passed by the US Congress in 2022, strengthens ties between Washington and Taipei, with the aim of making Taiwan more dependent on the USA for political and military order. Congress had already flooded Taiwan with military hardware and weapons, 
approving an eye-watering $1.8 billion, that's £1.3 billion, of military aid in 2020, including mobile rocket launches and 135 precision-guided cruise missiles. Now, gung-ho Republicans on the Congress Foreign Affairs and Armed Services Committee are asking President Joe Biden to propose as much as $2 billion in military aid to Taipei when he announces his fiscal 2024 budget request, expected in March. This comes after Congress authorised $2 billion per year in foreign military financing for Taiwan when it passed the FY23 defence policy. This comes after Congress authorised $2 billion per year in foreign military financing for Taiwan when it passed the FY23 defence policy bill in December. The latest cash boost, however, comes in the form of loans that must be paid back over 12 years instead of grants with Republicans urging Biden to approve the latter to, quote, deal with the scale of the challenge, end quote. Under the USA Y-23 National Defense Authorization Act, Taiwan must increase its defense budget every year to remain eligible for the Foreign Military Financing, FMF, program, be that in the form of grants or loans. In other words, Washington is pressing for the increased militarization of the island, while at the same time making out that China is the aggressor. To give its claim credibility, the USA has sought to talk up the proposed threat, posed by Beijing, to the American public in recent weeks, including the shooting down of a Chinese weather balloon after days of dithering. It escalated this so-called Red Scare, by raising the alarm over a number of unidentified flying objects in American skies. Not surprisingly, all of these UFOs turned out to be benign, while critics suggested the whole exercise had been merely a ruse to soften up public support for increased military spending while using anti-communist rhetoric to demonise China. By the time the objects had been declared harmless, the damage was done, sending Americans into a frenzy while hyping up the anti-Beijing rhetoric. Tensions escalated last year when former US House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, a vehement opponent of China, made a provocative visit to Taiwan, ignoring warnings from Beijing that the People's Liberation Army would not sit idly by. Her visit triggered mass military exercises in the Taiwan Strait and brought global condemnation, creating, as it did, an extremely dangerous moment. Pelosi claimed to support Taiwanese sovereignty and badged her trip to the island as one that upheld the principles of democracy. But this had been dismissed as hypocrisy given the USA's long history of backing reactionary regimes in Taiwan and using the island as a post from which to attack China and undermine its sovereignty. Seven decades of interference in Chinese affairs. Taiwan was the only province of China to remain under the control of Chiang Kai-shek's Nationalist Party 
after the Socialist Revolution swept the country in 1949. In 1950, the US Navy's 7th Fleet prevented the Communists carrying the revolution across the Taiwan Strait, and the island province has been self-governing ever since. The 28th of February marks the 75th anniversary of the beginning of a brutal repression in Taiwan, led by nationalist leader Chiang Kai-shek in a bid to crush the Chinese Revolution. The island was ruled under martial law from 1949 until 1992, with a period known as the White Terror, seen as a form of fascism under which as many as 28,000 civilians were killed and 140,000 jailed. Of course, the province's rulers had Washington's steadfast support throughout this period. Although the USA was initially ambivalent following the Chinese Revolution and the defeat of the Nationalists, the island became strategically important during the Korean War, which broke out in June 1950. President Harry Truman shifted Washington's position. Taiwan was no longer deemed part of China, but its future was undecided. US warships in the Taiwan Straits prevented reunification of the province with the mainland, while the USA signed what was deemed an illegal defence treaty with nationalist Kuomintang leader Chiang Kai-shek. Washington was pumping some $200 million a year in military aid to the regime by the mid-1950s, while Taiwanese and US intelligence services worked together on spying missions. Radio transmissions were broadcast into China, urging the population to rise up against its communist leaders. Unsurprisingly, this led to a number of flashpoints, all while the USA sent Taiwan guns capable of firing nuclear warheads. Some 10,000 US soldiers were stationed on the island during the Vietnam War, but tensions were de-escalated when US President Richard Nixon met with Mao Zedong in Beijing in 1972. Monopolising Microchip Technology But Taiwan is strategically important to Washington once more as part of its new Cold War strategy, and also because of its resources, namely semiconductors. Taipei plays a critical role in the global chip supply chain and is home to the world's largest chip maker, the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, TSCM. The company is a foundry meaning it manufactures chips that others design, counting Apple and other tech giants amongst its customers. TMSC dominates the market for semiconductors, which are used in everything from our smartphones to cars and refrigerators, making up 54% of the global foundry market. Nancy Pelosi met its chief executive during her controversial visit while another delegation of US lawmakers met with TMSC founder Morris Chang in March 2023. Two of the US representatives among the delegation, former Navy cryptologist Tony Gonzalez and Mickey Sherrill, introduced the, introduced the Taiwan Advanced Research Partnership Act in response 
to an increased number of cyber attacks against the USA and our allies. The bill aims, quote, to strengthen Taiwanese and US homeland security and bolster cybersecurity, end quote, according to Gonzalez. Similar moves have been made by the European Union, which angered China when it passed a non-binding resolution in 2021, calling for increased trade with Taipei and demanding that the bloc's trade office on the island be renamed the European Union Office in Taiwan, effectively upgrading the mission. High-level talks were held between EU and Taiwanese officials last year, with Brussels saying it would like to work with Taipei under the European CHIPS Act, introduced in February 2021, as it tries to deal with the global chip shortage. Taiwanese Deputy Minister of Economic Affairs, Chen Chanxi, said that while little progress had been made on bilateral agreements with the EU, Taipei remains open to a free trade agreement. But despite US sanctions, the Chinese province of Guangdong is stepping up plans for the production of chips. Guangdong Vice Governor Wang Zi told the annual China Integrated Circuit Industry Conference that about 40 major semiconductor projects are underway or planned in the province, with a total investment of more than 500 billion yuan, $74 billion, as it aims to become a centre for the production of integrated circuits. The province is preparing to set up a second phase semiconductor fund with an investment of 30 billion yuan, $4.36 billion. Quote, there are also plans to create specialised sub-funds to invest in small and medium-sized projects in areas such as automotive microcircuits and composite semiconductors, end quote, said Xin Sheng Hong, head of Yukai Holdings in Guangdong province. NATO allies join the war drive while Taiwanese oppose it. But Taiwan's increasingly hostile stance towards China is not universally supported by the island's residents. Last November saw the opposition Kuomintang win the mayoral and county elections, taking 12 of the 21 seats up for grabs, including the capital Taipei. While those elective have no say on policy towards China, Taiwan's president Tsai Ing-wen had made relations with Beijing the focus of the election and was handed a crushing defeat, the worst in her party's history. Kuomintang chair Eric Chu believes his party could win the 2024 elections. While in its rhetoric, the KMT has toned down its aims of retaking mainland China, it is not quite that simple. This is a point glossed over by mainstream press accounts. China does not unilaterally express a claim over Taiwan. Taipei's constitution also makes its own claim over the Chinese mainland. But the United Nations has recognised the One China policy since 1971, when it expelled Chiang Kai-shek's forces from the General Assembly in favour of the communist government in Beijing. 
This was strengthened when China was also made a permanent member of the Security Council. Of course, as with everything, there is nuance. While committed to the policy, it is open to interpretation, including as to which body represents the one China. As the junior partner and ally of US imperialism, Britain is not to be outdone. Reuters reported on the 13th of March that, according to the Export Control Organisation, in the first nine months of 2022, the British government granted 25 licences, totalling 167 million, to companies exporting submarine-related components and tech to Taiwan. The figure was more than the previous six years combined, and up from the 3.3 million approved in 2008, the first year of such exports to Taiwan. In March this year, a delegation of British MPs vowed to give, quote, as much help as possible, end quote, to Taiwan, to defend itself against China. According to The Guardian, Bob Stewart, Conservative MP and leader of the APPG delegation, said that Taiwan was, quote, on the front line of democracy and autocracy, end quote. British MPs call for as much help as possible for Taiwan to defend against China by Helen Davidson and Chi Chu Lin, 23rd of March 2023. But it is the West that is ratcheting up hostilities. The AUKUS Security Pact between Australia, Britain and the USA and aimed at containing China was formally announced in March and will see Australia armed with nuclear-powered submarines. This has been described as a major threat to regional and global stability. Meanwhile, the USA has been accused of establishing a so-called bamboo curtain around China, with some 180,000 soldiers taking part in joint military drills with the Philippines, the largest such exercises in history. Washington is also set to build five military bases there, while US Secretary of State Antony Blinken has even visited Vietnam, a country devastated by the USA during the anti-communist war of the 1970s, in a bid to shore up support and exert influence. Foreign ministers of the G7 countries were meeting at the time of writing but they remain divided over how they should approach what they described as extremely important challenges in Asia, especially the so-called threat posed by Beijing. The gathering took place soon after French President Emmanuel Macron's comments following a visit to China raised eyebrows. He said Europe should not get dragged into confrontation with China over Taiwan warning Europeans against becoming vassals of the United States. US Secretary of State Blinken, meanwhile, still hopes to secure the same level of support as he did when the USA successfully lobbied NATO to list China as a security challenge for the first time last year. The Imperialist Alliance's strategic concept document also described Russia as, quote, the most significant and direct threat, end quote, to the alliance's peace and security. But what passes as the progressive movement in Britain 
is seriously divided when it comes to China, with many pseudo-leftists labelling it imperialist and authoritarian, no different from the USA. Right on cue, the pro-imperialists who run the Ukraine Solidarity Campaign shifted from backing NATO's proxy war against Russia to swinging behind support for Taiwan against supposed Chinese aggression. But it is the duty of communists to oppose such a drive to war and support the defence of China against imperialist aggression. The anti-war movement in Britain and internationally must stand in solidarity with Beijing and more importantly, must also take concrete actions to weaken the British government and undermine its ability to wage imperialist wars. Thanks for listening to Proletarian Radio. We aim to bring you the best Marxist analysis on current affairs, revolutionary history, and theory. Do like, comment, subscribe, and share our content to help us reach the widest possible audience. We are a small organization with limited resources, and we need workers' support if we are to grow and fulfill our mission. If you are able to make a one-off or regular donation, no matter how small, please visit our website at thecommunists.org and register as a supporter.